Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, um, we spoke to a comedian. First time we've been in, uh, sports leads, bit of Newcastle and a bit of Late Norian, as you'll discover. And a bit of poetry. Very yeah, Rob, uh, Rob Orton, nice guy. Uh, you'll hear from him. Rick Riley joined us, the brilliant American sports journalist who wrote, uh, wrote for Sports Illustrated for many years. He's been trolling... Uh, Donald Trump about his terrible golf cheating has written a book about it as well, and we we uh, we touched, we sort of caught up with him again, didn't we today? Yeah, I attempted uh, at the start of the show to hold back the tide of Liverpool loving. Yeah, that's right. He peed on some chips, um, <laughs> and we also talked about Ronnie O'Sullivan's move into uh, cuisine, and you had some suggestions for that. So here it all is. <laughs> What a memorable night's uh, football. Um, it's why we all support. love football. Because yeah, of course. It doesn't matter. Never mind who H is. No one could have predicted that game. <laughs> really. Never mind who No, H's. it's true. You know, that yeah. was, it was fantastic drama, you know, wonderful. And, and, and Liverpool were brilliant. You know, it just does drive you slightly mad the sort of loving that follows afterwards but what can you well, do if, Ch- if Chelsea had done that you don't think people would be saying the same thing not in the same way I don't think there is a, I know what Pep means when he goes on about the media and, and people he, he, there is a bias towards them there is a sort of I mean even Klopp said and I think Klopp's great has done a brilliant job I mean to qualify for the Champions League two years running is some achievement and it would be very churlish not to admit that but he said I, I saw the boys with tears in their eyes you feel much more than other clubs in these moments I think other well, clubs other clubs other yeah. teams and I think well that's not actually true is it really you know but that that's the sort of myth about the whole thing that's that's the thing that drives me mad as if other people don't love their team as much as other people don't care as much you know, do you know what I mean that, hmm. that sort of thing drives you mad but leaving all that aside what a performance I mean Alisson was five crucial saves yeah. such a difference and you know and uh, and Barcelona let's be honest this is the second year running they've done that yeah. it's, it's pretty poor actually by them and I would imagine that's a job costing performance from Valverde I mean you can't do that two years running in the Champions League but I just wonder what Coutinho thinks I mean he got really low mark in the papers he was he, poor and he was he barely was out there he funded all this yeah <laughs> he did yeah. you could have walked on and said without me you yeah. wouldn't be winning 3-0 I mean well, I'm not, I'm not the first person to think it but I did think it yesterday mm. when John Aldridge was talking uh, about Suarez saying he's sly. I'm thinking, well, he was 
when he played for Liverpool. Yeah. I mean, everything we saw last <laughs> night, course. he did while he was at Liverpool. We're all he's, not, he's not changed since he went to Spain, has <laughs> he? And this witless rush to compare everything to something else drives me mad. So, was it uh, the greatest comeback of all time with Tiger? Was this <clears> the greatest <throat> comeback of all time? We got Lazarus it, on the show. Was it, was it the one in <laughs> Istanbul? You know, I've just had a nice cup of tea. Is it as good as the one? Is it the best cup I've ever had? Is it as good as the one I had five years ago? I don't know. It's unquantifiable. What's the point? Hello, lads. It's Lazarus here. Uh, it's Lazarus so from Bethany joins us. Hiya, Lazarus. Hello, lads. Yeah, great game. I did enjoy the game last night. Well done to Jürgen and the and boys. And we're guilty of this as everybody else. I'd say else. mine's the best comeback. Four days. <laughs> it's true. You know, it's just, don't compare. Just enjoy. It was a wonderful performance. Why, does he, why have we got to compare it to another comeback? But that's what people do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I love the way Liverpool defended um, on their own halfway line for the last 10 minutes, knowing that really just just sitting on the edge of their own box would have been a torture for everybody and probably inviting Messi to have a shot from distance or they run just got through. They everything right. They just defended brilliantly, I think. They played uh, at that point. to a man, they played brilliantly, which yeah. you have to do, you know. And equally, Barcelona had a lot of chances in the first half, but Alisson was brilliant, as I said, and uh, they didn't score. I mean, you, that's what you didn't expect. You didn't expect Barca not to score. Even when Liverpool were, were 4 0 up, you kept thinking, oh, I'm sure they're going to score yeah. it. I'm sure they'll find one from somewhere, but they didn't. Sensational. Well, it inspired me. I hope my lot were sitting in the Amsterdam hotel somewhere watching that and can feel suitably inspired because uh, it was uh, brilliant and well done to them. I contacted a mate of mine, a couple of mates of mine who were Liverpool fans last night who were there and uh, obviously they were in bits, you know. I mean, imagine mm. being, that being your team and watching that really when you haven't got a prayer, have you really? I mean, you would have gone to that game honestly feeling that you didn't, you, know, you kind of mm. sensed as well from Klopp. Well, I think we all said it. We yeah. said it, and I'm sure Liverpool fans felt it. We felt that Liverpool would win on the night. Yeah. They were good enough we to win. We were saying yesterday 3-1 Liverpool yeah. on the and night. And also, let's be honest, in the two games, Liverpool well deserved to go through. They were yeah. much better. I thought they were just as equal to Barcelona in the first game. Sure, yeah. Second half last night, they obliterated them. They were brilliant. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. A couple of years ago at Wembley, Spurs did beat uh, Liverpool uh, 4-1, uh, and they could have... Won at Anfield this season. They should have won. Moose's Isoko shot over the bar. Absolutely should have so, won the game. I think full Tottenham and full Liverpool match up pretty well. Yeah, yeah obviously there's, Liverpool, there's would great be, Liverpool would be favourites. Yes, they, they would, would. be favourites. Yeah. I'm talking about full Tottenham, not, you know, half the team missing. No, Tottenham, I mean, you would think by June the 1st, if everybody stayed fit at the mm. end of the season, would have everybody back, Winks included, and... Uh, and Kane and have a full mm. uh, roster to choose from. So yeah. I, I'm sure Liverpool would much rather play Ajax than they would Spurs. Because it was a dim- domestic game. Always. You never quite know. No, and and as Cass was saying earlier on, in case you missed it, Tony Cascarino is a Liverpool fan. We mm. never knew. Mm. Uh, big time from, from the 70s. Um, but uh, as he made that point, they really Ajax are Liverpool light. So, you know, a better version of, of Liverpool should be Ajax, you would think. But we'll mm. see what happens. Uh, Tottenham have got to get there first, of course. I shouldn't worry about it. Uh, it's all going to unfold live on TalkSport this evening from 7. You can have your say in the sports bar afterwards. Yeah, do you want some more Royal News? Oh, yeah, Royal News, <laughs> yeah. Royal Cobblers, but Royal News. It's basically, it's the same bloke quoted again. He was quoted before the birth, he was quoted after the birth, and here he is again speaking about the name. It's John Lockery, 64. Yeah, you told us that three days running. Yeah. Uh, he's back Spencer, owing to the Diana Link, because it's a popular first name Who is in John America. Lockery? What does he do? He's just like a royal fan. He just stands outside Windsor or wherever the baby's going to be born or wherever it is. He's like Terry Hutt. 
super fan Terry Hutt. You've really got to know your royal super fans. Oh, like you bandy these names around <laughs> well, like, like we, we know all they know. Te- Look, the producer yeah, but went the, to interview Terry Hutt. Yeah, you but, were one of the few people to interview Terry Hutt. Well, what about that? It's like Frost Nixon, isn't it? <laughs> now, somebody we tried to track down today was... I don't think it was. Yeah. Was a caller yeah. to... Was it a caller to drive? It was a caller to drive. Yeah. And you do get some uh, random uh, fans phoning up, of course, uh, the, the various shows here on TalkSport. But uh, the one that shook us all was Barry, the Barcelona fan from... Was it Kettering? Yeah. Barry, the Barcelona fan that? from Kettering. Yeah. Kettering, I've got a team, you know, Barry. I know they're not quite as glamorable, <laughs> as Stuart Pearce would say, as They did uh, as Barcelona. the quickest goal in football history. Who, Barcelona or Kettering? Kettering. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> to Colin Cowperthwaite. Oh, oh, good knowledge, uh, Barrow. Barrow, yeah. well done, Paul. Yeah. Let's let's let's, uh, <laughs> let's remind you of that conversation that uh, the guys on Drive had with Barry, the Barcelona fan. Uh, Barry is a Barcelona fan in Kettering. Barry, how are you doing? You're on Talk Sport. Hi. Yeah. yeah. Not, not very Spanish. Was that Catalan, was it? I didn't quite recognise it. Hola. <laughs> yeah, it, it, went, it went down that route. Yeah, quite classy, the Barca fans last night. From what I heard from Liverpool uh, fans who were there, they uh, they kind of clapped the team off. I think oh, they were yeah. a bit too shocked to do it. I think they were in shock, definitely. But, uh, um, yeah. Now, do we have the 8.51 from Paul? Before we play it, I need to explain. Yeah, I think you do. Yeah, half-time came, and uh, it was just time to turn over to my favourite new channel, 431, the Greyhound channel. Yeah. And I'm quite fascinated by the commentary because, all right, it's quite a difficult sport to commentate on, let's be fair. (laughs) There are six dogs, and they go quite quickly. Yeah. But, you know, they've all got distinctive jackets, so you could learn the names. But they tend to in Greyhound. Just give you the numbers. Just give you the numbers. And here's a brilliant example of it where the bloke... He only gives you the numbers until the one dog is quite a long way away and then he can say he's got time to look at his sheet and go, oh, that's number four. Oh, OK. So he, whatever it was called. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. Yeah. And uh, I wouldn't remember the names anyway. So here it is, the excitement of the 851 from Paul. Yeah. It's up and away we go here then. Uh, three, uh, four, they've uh, got a decent break. Six coming with a big run right down the outside. Uh, five just uh, undercuts the six end and uh, comes off second best then. But into the distance goes the four dog machine gun here then. And say back five, six lengths clear here of the chasing pipe then. Uh, machine gun looking for the victory here. Surely it's going to go to trap number four machine gun coming down to take the victory here. Trap number four machine gun. Before. Yeah, yeah sure, you know now. Now Machine it's miles gun. ahead. Yeah. Track number four. <laughs> um, can you improve the recording quality of those somehow? Well, I mean, can I, you work on the, the audio? If they promise to improve the sound quality of the broadcast, so, I'll improve So the sound quality is well, not it's all great. A bit, you know, it's all a bit low fi The thing about, I mean, the thing about dog racing commentary is that yeah. there's always another race along in about 30 seconds, isn't there, yeah. from somewhere? Oh, yeah. Why are the odd times? I mean, you know, we talk about the uh, the, the two forty five or the three ten. Why yeah. is it the two fifty three? I know, or the eight forty nine, or the eight forty nine. No idea. Because they're they're the time trains go off, not dogs, no. aren't they? Really? When you said this is the eight fifty one from Paul, I thought, has it got has it got a buffet car? Yeah. Hope he's got a buffet car. Where's it going to? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's true. Anyway, more see, dog oh, racing yeah. tomorrow, but you can't wait. <laughs> I know oh, I can't. I'll try and improve the quality. Yeah. And, uh, yes, do you see James Gandolfini, the wonderful actor, the late James Gandolfini, his yeah. son, Michael, is playing Did see that, yeah. the young Tony Soprano. I don't know how young he's going to be in the programme. What are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> he's going to be like a four-year-old. I think he's a bit older than that. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Talking of uh, <laughs> mafia-related uh, stuff, do you see that <laughs> yeah. story out of Naples the Beautiful other day? segue there. Yeah. No, this, uh, do you know uh, Gomorrah, the, the, the show yeah. about of Italian organised crime? Yeah. Apparently, 
apparently the mayor of uh, Naples has said on evenings when the series is shown, acts of violence increase. Oh, dear. So people watch the latest episode and go out and kick off on the street. Mm. So uh, who knew? I didn't think that would uh, that would be a thing, but apparently it is. Do you want a, a, a daft call subject for the rest of the show? Yeah, my, these aren't great by me, but I know the listeners can do better. This is on the news that Ronnie O'Sullivan is thinking of becoming a professional chef. Wow! So I was thinking some of the dishes he could make, like jugged Trump. Cool. Oh, there you go. Blimey, uh, Peter Breadburn. <laughs> yeah. Well, this one I like the fish dish, Brill Werbenick. <laughs> Come on, I know you can do a lot better than that. So you want you want the cooking, snooker-based cooking? Well, you? sort of things that Ronnie, the professional chef, might make. Might make with a, with a bit of a sporting... With a bit of a snooker theme. You'd have a bit of cue in it, wouldn't you? <laughs> what are you going to do? Yeah. yeah. But I think it needs a snooker theme. I don't think... Don't, you can go Paul if you want. <laughs> did you, what did you just say to me there, the producer? Chicken Doherty. Chicken Doherty, okay. <laughs> Fair bad. enough. Off yeah. the top of your head. Yeah, okay. I'm sure the listeners, they always do better than we do. All right, then, go on then. Talksport.com. We've only got the Champions League semi final tonight, but carry on. Talksport.com. Text 81089. Tweet TSH and Not at the moment, no. Cucumber Doherty. There we are. I'm not even trying. Uh. Uh, so yeah, keep those coming, or indeed get them coming, or start them coming. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. From Talk Sport. If someone wrote a whole book about you saying you're a dirty cheat at golf, I think you'd be chastened, wouldn't you? You would uh, you would change your ways. <laughs> you would stop cheating and messing with your handicap. Well, uh, everybody that is apart from Donald Trump because he was the uh, he was the main protagonist in Rick Riley's book uh, Commander in Cheat, how golf explains Trump. Um Rick's not letting it lie. He's, he's uncovered something else that looks a touch d- uh, dodgy around Donald Trump and his golf cheating. And so here to talk about that and uh, the Tiger, of course, getting his uh, medal at the White House is Rick R- Riley. Hi, Rick. <clears throat> How's it going? Yeah, we're good, yeah, thank you. Rick. Now, you've uncovered um, something else on Donald's uh, handicap, uh, I see, on, on your Twitter feed recently. <laughs> well, well as, as if it wasn't phony enough, it's like Velveeta cheese. He, uh, he's been telling people, 
He's, he says he's a 2.8 handicap, and that's what it says on the computer. And to get a handicap, you have to turn in 20, 20 scores, your, your recent 20 scores. Well, it's taken him eight years to turn in the 20 scores. So he's just cherry-picking his best days and putting them in there, and he's leaving out all the bad days. But then it's gotten worse. Somebody it doesn't look like him. Somebody's having him play all sorts of odd courses. Someone's hacked his handicap. He's playing courses I'm sure he's never played. He shot 98 one day, 68 the next. So somebody has somehow managed to mess with him even further. Um, have you had more people come forward since since you wrote the book and say, yeah, I played there with Donald. He was a terrible chief. Have you, have you amassed more stories since the book came out? Dude, I could write a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just, everybody's got a story. The problem is, if they're Republicans or right-wing, they don't let you use the story. But they all have them. Like, how come you won't let me use it? That's re- that's shameful. He goes, yeah, it's shameful, but I like him as a politician, so you can't run it. But, yeah, everybody's like, uh, and, and then even people who I call and said, hey, uh, did this happen? I can't talk to you. I can't speak to you. And, and they give me nothing. And then I've had three of these people who called after the book's out like, oh, you got him exactly right. That's exactly how he is. Now, let me tell you something that happened. I'm like, well, it's a little late now, buddy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Now, I gather that you, you were sort of a bit critical of Tiger for uh, going there and accepting this uh, honour from, from the president. It's, it's fairly difficult, though, isn't it? For, I mean, it was a great achievement by Tiger, what he's done. It's a wonderful thing. And, uh, you know, if your president of your country asks you to go, even, who, even if you don't agree with his politics, isn't that a great honour? It, it would have been quite churlish for him not to accept it, I think. Yeah, but do you guys know that he's in business with with uh, Trump? Tiger and Trump are in business together. Tiger's designing a course in Dubai that Trump will operate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's a little dicey. The other thing is Trump tried to te- cheat Tiger in a match. And <laughs> when he was president, he hit uh, two balls into the water, and Tiger didn't see. And then he dropped finally. And put it on the green. And then when Tiger got to the green, he said, what are you putting for? And, Ti- and Trump said, I'm putting for a four. <laughs> <laughs> That's a four. <laughs> and the other, thing, the other thing you probably haven't seen is, but three times Trump has said golf should only be for those who can afford a country club. And that's not at all what Tiger Woods stands for. Tiger came from, you know, playing a municipal course, just a, a cruddy little public course. His dad was an, uh, a, a military veteran. He stands for everybody to learn and play the game. He brought he brought golf to people of color all over the world, and to stand to say to take an honor from this guy who thinks you got to be rich and the poor people don't deserve golf. I thought that was completely hypocritical. Mm. Mm-hmm. You, you okay. do sense uh, Donald Trump would rather uh, reveal his tax returns than he would his true golf handicap. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're both are pretty phony, according to what the New York Times revealed yesterday. Mm. But yeah, he's. Uh, He's not going to change. You're right. He's 72 years old. Here's what I don't get. He's 72. Uh, Tiger says that Trump's about a 10 handicap. Other people say nine. Ernie Els said about a 10. Why isn't that good enough? That's pretty damn good. That is good. Why do you got to lie and tell people you're a three? Why do you got to lie and tell people you've won 20 club championships when, in fact, you just play the first round at any course you open by yourself and call that the club championship? Or you, you win Super Seniors Championships, which is not a club championship at all. That's 
That's the difference between Vanna White and Betty White. That's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good, good to talk to you again, Rick. Thanks very much. All right, y'all. See you later. There we are, Rick Riley there, uh, top American uh, sports writer. The book is great fun, actually. It's, uh, yeah. some really He's interesting not a fan, stuff, is he, of Trump? <laughs> not a massive fan. Commander-in-Cheat, it's called, and it came out a couple of months back. Um, Ronnie says, Richard, uh, if he opened, if he becomes a professional chef and opens a restaurant, we'll put together a decent Alicarte... Ali, sorry, Alicarte? Alicarte <laughs> tasting menu. Sorry, Richard, I actually killed that. <laughs> really? <completely>. Alicarte. <laughs> uh, that's it, you get the idea. Alicarte. Um, Alicarte. Uh, Richard, Eb sorry, no, it's not Richard. I'm killing these. Peter, Eb <laughs> this is from Ian. Peter Ebdonna Kebab, which you'd eat very, very slowly. You'd, eat, you'd take a bite and then you'd go around the other side of it, wouldn't you? And then you'd look at it and you'd go back to where you just took a bite and you'd be there for That's four hours eating it. Be, yeah. And sticky toffee potting. Terrible, I know, says Mark. But thank you very much for it, Mark, anyway. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Now uh, in the studio, uh, football-loving uh, comedian, a uh, man who goes to a number of clubs, as it'll explain in oh, a moment. Yes. Comedian and poet Rob Orton. Good afternoon, Rob. Good to see you. Good afternoon. Good to see you, yeah. too. Uh, po poetry. I mean, it's uh, a comedian first, poet uh, after or not, in no particular um, order. Basically, I just started writing stuff down in notepads. Yeah. And... Um, I thought I quite like that. I'll I'll read it out some places. Let's see if anyone else likes it. Started off going to like the open mic poetry nights, mm. and then someone came up to me after and said, uh, "Do you want to come and do this at an alternative comedy night?" And then that was in 2007, and I've been doing it ever since. Really, wow. yeah, that's good, fantastic. And, and later you're gonna you've got a football poem, haven't you? You're gonna give us so that. Yeah, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. We can press yeah. in with that. That'll be good. So. Uh, you're, uh, you were at Edinburgh last year, you had a big hit show, and uh, you're, you're back there this year. Yeah, yeah, I've gone up every year since, uh, well, 2012, and I always pick a, like, a specific theme to do a show on, so I did a show all about the colour yellow, called The Yellow <laughs> Show, lasted for an hour, and, um, and then I did, yeah, after that I did one about the sky, and then faces, and then water, just stuff like in the water shows. Like, you like setting yourself a challenge, don't you? Yeah, <laughs> things like, I saw the list of the top 100 things to do before you die for dolphins, swim with humans wasn't on it. <laughs> you know, and stuff like that. And then I did one about sleeping, bed is the only piece of furniture I go to, I'm going to bed, I've never been to chair. And then like one about, um, like I did a show all about hair. So I grew my hair for a year and a half. Yes, I was going to say, it's got short. I've seen pictures of you in that, in your hairy appearance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, yeah. It's all, uh, I, I, yeah, got it got it cut off. But um, yeah, I do like to set myself a challenge. I think yeah. it's good to have a brief to work towards. And I'm doing a new show all about time called The Time Show. Mm. And um, that is <laughs> on for an hour and it starts at quarter to three. And that's going to be at the Edinburgh Festival this year. Right. Yeah, but the one I'm doing at the moment, touring around the country, yeah. is um, called The Talk Show. And it's all about talking someone talk sport. <laughs> Yeah, here we are. That's yeah. And you've got some gigs coming up in London, haven't you, as well? Yeah, yeah, 21st to 25th at Soho Theatre. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, Rob Orton, S-A-U-T-O-N.co.uk. Yeah. Uh, I've got all the ticket details on there and all the uh, listed dates and uh, everything else. And yet, despite the poetry, you won the Dave Funniest Joke of the Fringe Award in 2013, yeah. which is actually quite a difficult thing to do. It's a very competitive thing. It has to be something that works very quickly, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Do you want to hear that joke? Yeah, yeah of course we do. Yeah. I heard a rumour Cadbury's are releasing an oriental chocolate bar. Could be a Chinese whisper. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's getting a better reaction than it did in the gigs, <laughs> I tell you that. When they phoned me up and said, you've won this competition with that joke, I was like, really? 
And then, then uh, no, yeah, it was good. Good experience though. Well, it's a tabloid it staple, staple, isn't it? It yeah. always does. So it has yeah, to be yeah, clean, yeah. doesn't it? So it has to be a bit daft and a bit clean, and that yeah, kind of yeah, seems yeah. to fit. I think Vanessa Feltz wasn't particularly mad about the joke. So no, just, yeah, just sad she. Could. Well, no. I, thing is, I was on the radio with her. Yeah. And um, she said, "Tell me a joke." So I heard. So I said, I heard a rumour Cadbury's are releasing an oriental chocolate bar. She said, oh, tell me another joke. And I was like, well, I don't really have any more, <laughs> Vanessa. And she said, oh, come on, do something. So I said, all right, this is called breakfast. I knew the outside world had ended when I poured milk on my Rice Krispies and they made no sound. And then the line went dead. And then she came back on and she was like, well, that's just sad. <laughs> so I got that on my posters now. Just sad, Vanessa Phelps. Vanessa Phelps, yeah, that'll get people through the door. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. There's yeah, a great yeah, yeah. chance there. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. So, um, <clears throat> so your football, uh, your, your dad's a big Leeds fan. Massive. You're, you're from Leeds originally, yeah? York. York, okay. Just outside Pocklington, yeah. Okay. Uh, but you were up in the North East, so you used to go and watch a lot of Newcastle as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. And now I live in Leighton, and yeah. I go and watch them. Okay. So, I mean, <laughs> but, my, it's funny, like, Something about Leeds fans, like, my dad is always saying how hard done by Leeds are. Yeah. And I was doing a gig in Leeds, and they were playing um, Aston Villa on it recently. Yeah. And um, so I was surrounded by Leeds fans in a pub in Leeds, and they all were just saying exactly what my dad was saying about them. Them never getting the rub of the green, how many penalties Manchester United have got compared to how many <laughs> Leeds get, you know. And it's so funny, but I love Bielsa, though. I mean, yeah. you can't... I think, because I, I love philosophy and just people who bring themselves into football you know I think Bielsa's one of those people Now I love it when he was talking about when um, the Birmingham fan ran on and got Jack Grealish and Bielsa was saying well look that's really not a football matter he's obviously got stuff going on at home yeah. and things like that and <laughs> he, I, I, he looked at the others he looked quite at quite sympathetic he took the story on <laughs> yeah 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 but I love say disgraceful yeah, yeah. And I love just I love listening to the football interviews like I remember one thing that really stuck with me was when Brendan Rodgers was saying like um, hard work leads to confidence and confidence leads to success mm. I was like right well I, I, I want to work hard and I think it, there's a lot of like ethos in football that transfers to all life absolutely in one of your previous jobs you brought it back to football you said you were working in a in a, a art shop yeah and, yeah, an uh, art yeah. Shop. yeah yeah on um, Berwick Street in Soho yeah and I was going into work and I was reading the Metro and it was when Carlos Tevez had just moved clubs and it said he was getting £250,000 a week. And yeah. this was in 2012, I think. Yeah. And um, I thought, how long would it take me to earn £250,000? And I figured out on my current wage at the time, it would have taken me 19 years <laughs> to earn £250,000. So I wrote a thing about it. I don't yeah. know if it's poetry or not, but um, shall I read it? So uh, yeah. I, I started thinking if I had the perks of a footballer's job in my job in the art shop mm. and uh, this is called a footballer's life for me I work in an art supply shop I get paid £250,000 a week <laughs> crowds of screaming fans gather at the windows of the shop wearing replicas of my staff t-shirt <laughs> that says staff on the back. <laughs> they cheer me on with my daily task through chant and song. Stark those paint pots, stark those paint pots, stack those paint pots and sell them. Stack those paint pots and sell them. If I sell a particularly expensive set of oil paints, the cheers can be heard right across Soho. 
Young children copy my unique method of stock-taking masking tape and rival art shops bid to get me on their books of watercolour paper. The injuries I suffer at work, such as paper cuts from cardboard boxes, are dealt with on the spot by the staff physio. Are you sure that you can continue to work today, Rob? asked the physio. Yeah, I can continue, I reply, to the delight of my screaming fans at the windows. TV stations fight for the rights to televise footage from the shop's CCTV cameras so the nation can see how I collapse a cardboard box. Or inform a customer, yes, madam, I'm sorry. These are the only colours of pencil sharpness that we saw. <laughs> yeah, and that is that. That's great. Uh, yeah, good stuff. Really it would be, in a lovely parallel universe, that would be great, wouldn't <laughs> yeah, it? It's... If you could have, if you could be treated like a £250,000 a week footballer. In a... You're not still, you don't do the odd shift there. You've got, you've moved on. I've moved you? on, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sure. That stopped in uh, 2012. Stuff. But I did love it there. Yeah. In the, I was working in a stock room and a lot of famous people used to come in. I, I remember John Hurt came in one time and asked me for a very specific type of pencil. Really? Yeah, that had a rubber on the end. Yeah, That's great. a great one to tell in the years. <laughs> what can, you, can you remember what it was? Yeah, it was, it was a yellow and black HB with a rubber on the end. Wow. That's what he wanted. And I didn't, we didn't Always very I'd like a yellow and black HB <laughs> with a rubber on the end, if that's all the same. Did he, did he yeah, say it hey, slightly like that? Talking about football, Edgar Davids <laughs> came in once as well. Did he? Yeah. What, for a pencil? No, I think it was buying spray paint. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is great, this is gold. Daniel Levy's walls or something. Yeah, you're going to go into Daniel's walls. Yeah, give me a better deal. I want Carlos's money. Fantastic. <laughs> well, Rob, lovely Rob. to see you. Yeah, you too, uh, thanks for We're going to be up in uh, Edinburgh for a couple of shows um, with our good friends at Green King during the summer, so hopefully you can pop along and see us. I know your show's quarter three, you said, isn't it? That's, That's right, what? yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get you an early slot so you can make it. So if we don't see you before, we'll see you then. Best of luck with the shows in London and the tour. Thanks very much. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on Talk Sport. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. We return tomorrow when I'll either be looking forward to a Champions League final or not, as the case may be. <laughs> and Annie, of course, will be contemplating um, Eden Hazard's farewell appearance. You think it definitely is? Absolutely. Yeah, no doubt about 100%. it. All right. So that's all to come. Thanks for downloading us. We will catch up with you soon. 